Welcome back, Weberheads, to the first episode of our new format in this new year and new decade, <laughs> a show entirely dedicated to the master Andrew Lloyd Weber and his works. However, Jellicles, all is not well at the Jellicle Ball. Let's check in Wait, here. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm beside this, myself, Colin. This article, this piece, I when I, I it absolute dog shit. It Utterly is violence. Trash. It is violence. Uh, like wait yeah just wait this yeah from a magazine that um you may have heard of but you is now canceled <laughs> okay don't even say the name uh i won't so it's titled the cat's horror by eileen jones no it's not so bad it's good cats is a beloved broadway no, it's musical. correct it's just good it's good yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, there's not any part of it that's bad turned into a hundred million dollar hollywood freak show wow also wow you're describing a good thing <laughs> yeah judgy <You> idiot <laughs> judgy a hundred million dollar hollywood freak show who would not want to watch that yeah that sounds pretty <laughs> cool actually by now everybody knows what a gruesome flop cats is the disastrous. That's just a factual statement. Hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to lose money on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Adaptation of Andrew Lloyd Webber's stage musical has already been shoved into the last stage most masterpiece. obscure theater in the Cineplex, the one so far down the long hallway from the lobby. It's practically in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, there's no justice under capitalism, yeah. is there? Well, I'm sorry that uh, you had to. <laughs> it got knocked out of the big theater by that fucking work of art that was Star Wars Episode Fifty Seven. <laughs> yeah. But let's yeah. be serious. Cats, best movie in the theater Not right now. Not really looking at the big picture, there, are you? No, Jacobin <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> The film's failure is no surprise. Months ago, people watching the trailer were already reeling back in horror, screaming, my eyes, my eyes. Philistines. Yeah. Listen. No, they're reeling back in horror that it wasn't out right then. They're like, <laughs> how do I wait all the way till Christmas you for this gift? You couldn't I don't, do it. I don't, think this, I don't think this person even saw the movie. because They didn't see the how. movie we saw, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They Let me did tell not you. get the popcorn I, with toxoplasmosis. I feel like that's the case with the most mo movie reviewers. Like, they don't watch the movie. You know, that yeah. probably would explain a lot about the backlash to, against Cats and that masterpiece Star Wars movie. Oh, I think <laughs> I think you're onto something, Max, because she admits that she fell asleep twice. Oh. Well, oh probably oh. missed. Yeah, probably yeah. missed. <laughs> um... Like uh, uh, magical, Mister Mister Mistopheles. She does also take probably a special umbrage with that. Missed um, uh, James Skimble Corden, Shanks, though, the, the railway, railway cat. cat. No, James Corden actually does suck. Skimble Shakes like like Skimble Shakes the railway cat is amazing. <laughs> that guy was like a yeah a village person. Yeah, Skimble Shakes yeah. rules. Um, yeah. This Skimble Shanks and Mr. Mistopheles good. Jacobin Magazine, Bad. 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 Jones, Traitors Canceled. to the Revolution. Canceled. Um and will be the first to die. Is when Jacobin anti sex or I mean it seems a, like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an anti sex. Very, thing. Like, you said sex very negative. It's kink shaming. Right? Yeah, yeah. Kink this shaming. Is, this is kink shaming. Okay. Yeah. Um very heteronormative yeah. uh kink shaming bullshit, sex negative shit from Eileen Jones in the pages of Jacobin and they're all canceled. Yeah, and I'm not storming the Bezos ca castle without my cats. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs>
assholes. Welcome to the 2020. Welcome to the 20s. Hang on, let me do this again. Ooh, this podcast got an edge now. Ooh. It's got an edge. It's a Greggy's a swears now. Hang on, hang on. Wait, I want to do it again. Yeah, he's like in a white tee and leather jacket. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes. about to start complaining about coffee. Let's hear. Let's hear more. Hang on, hang on. I didn't do it good. Let me do it again. Hey asshole, welcome <laughs> to the 20s. Okay, that's the new that's the new catchphrase. That's it. Of, <laughs> of the podcast or of the no, decade? Life, of life. Of catchphrase of the decade. Yes. All right. Answer yes. Okay. Good luck living through the next 10 years, yeah. asshole. No, no <laughs> that's kidding. That's the de- that's the more accurate to yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have some duty to do, which is this is not the Andrew Lloyd Jellicle ball. This is Seattle sucks. It's, it's still us. We might have Half might be listeners l- just tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> might, might be a little edgier now in 2020, but it's us. Uh, the whole gang is here, and we've got some very special guests. Yeah, Happy New Year, yes, dear Happy listener. New Year. Mm. Uh, bold, big new things on the horizon in this year, uh, 2020. Lots of stuff happening. One of our number will be having a second child this That's year. True. Mm-hmm. Another will be tying the knot, mm-hmm. uh, making an honest friend of the show of Bryn finally. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might say this podcast is starting to focus uh, on the family. Yeah, but I want you guys to know, like Russell Wilson, we have <laughs> observed strict celibacy and we'll be Instagramming, Instagramming the moment uh, the night of our wedding. So yeah. just keep your eyes out on the gram, guys. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, well, and uh, and another of us will continue to live his best life alone on his <laughs> on <boat>. the sea. <laughs> his life will change in no way. <laughs> I'm married to the canal. Um, seriously, happy New Year, um, and congratulations to you and your loved ones, and on all your uh, breeding and antiquated heteronormativity and whatnot. Um, Way to ring in the new decade. Uh, also, to help us ring in the 2020s, we've invited uh, the baby new year and Father Time, also known as Max, the radical bomb-throwing teen. I, I say that uh, purely figuratively. Um, and Alex, a.k.a. Bezos Town. Yes. You know him. He's handed you some weird money at a rally at a, or a protest. Um, it had Jeff's disgusting face on it, and you were like, uh, y- yeah, sure, okay, thanks, and turned to your friend and were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Those were Bezos bucks. I've got a stack of them right here. I'm about to make it rain on the yes, boat. Yes, please do. Um, I gave one to Sean Scott, city council candidate. Nice. At this rally at the Bezos Balls. Hell yeah. Max went to that, was not impressed. And Sean says, what does this get me? I said, Nothing. <laughs> well, and true to form, <laughs> yeah, um, man of his word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Alex is of a an earlier generation of yes. Seattle indie media cranks. Um, so in oh, a way, yeah. he's like kind of our dad. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> our dad is on the boat. Old cranks, new cranks. <laughs> yeah. yep. And, uh, you know, podcasting used to be called public access television, right? Yeah, Hitter exactly. cranks would get together. This is exactly. Exactly so, the but vibe it, we're thankfully, podcasting is an audio format, so you don't have to watch the cranks. You're just yeah, exactly. Listening to the it's magic. It's also a lot easier to do. Um, so, 
Yeah, uh, he's also the host of Seattle's newest and weirdest podcast, Doomed Planet. Yes. Uh, which has its first couple of episodes up now, um, available wherever fine podcasts appear in search results. Um, yep. Yeah, super cool to have you guys. Max, say hi. Hi. Uh, yeah. Radical no teen. What, what's that? Radical? Yes, very radical. Yeah. You're a radical teen? Okay. I mentioned um, that like, I support Bernie. He's all we've got right now, and Max is saying... Oh, Bernie, really? Well, he's a real radical kid. He's a he's a real Buttigieg kid. If he's <laughs> <laughs> Buttigieg kid? Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, I want to hear. Let's start here. I want to hear your thoughts on the current, um, you know, democratic field. Like, uh, what, do, what well, do we put our faith in in 2020, Max? Generally, electoral politics uh, are pretty cringe. They don't really... <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, lucky you can't vote. They're so. designed by uh, by capitalists to keep the state of things rolling, and um, you yeah. No matter how radical a specific candidate seems, uh, they're never gonna really uh, intrinsically change um, <clears throat> our system, which is what needs to happen. And I mean, sure, Bernie will. Uh, save some lives by providing uh, affordable and free health care to the majority, but I mean... He's well, he's up like, against the yeah, health care industry and the Senate, so yeah, right. it's just it's the thought that counts with that plan, right? Yeah, because I mean, that, but that, that is ever pretty gonna bleak, happen? the thought I mean, that, you know, that it's the well, thought that counts, right? That is, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with the radical team here, uh, you know, right? Like, I'm, I mean... I'm just shocked that middle schools are reading Lydon State and Revolution these days, <laughs> but hey, you know, uh, yeah. I'm all for it, though. Yeah, I mean, well, look, like, you know, we gotta, we're it's sort of inevitable we're going to talk about this briefly um and this is as good a way to start as any like look the one good thing the last administration uh the obama administration did um make once again like and for the most finally end the cold war with iran um and uh, that was, you know, a radical bucking of the sort of consensus in Washington and in the, you know, the moneyed halls of power. Yeah, 50 years of fucking with Iran. Yeah. So. And, uh, and look, uh, even when you do do something like that, um, there are forces that come and, you know, get pissed off and, and try to reverse that. I, uh, you know, I we're not going to spend like a whole episode talking about this. There's better people to listen to on this and or read about this. But like, I mean, I, I want to hit a few points, which is to say, like, kind of on this same theme. Don't let people make it about be about like don't let the narrative be about this being like Trump's war, Trump's blunder. Because while it's like everything else, yes, he is particularly like odious odious lunatic lunatic you know who you can you can quibble about the sort of the strategy and the way it was rolled out and the finesse but look this is what oh this is what the obama administration was good at in a way was doing imperial murder with finesse right they may have made peace with iran but they also like drone bombed a lot of weddings and kept our wars going in the middle east and kept people in prison in guantanamo bay and they did it 
he did it in style, right? Yeah, soft power, right? Yeah, softer, yeah. Gentler drums. Well, <laughs> they, they used soft power so they could use more hard power. You know, well, uh, they're, you know, the Trump administration doesn't have a lot of use for soft power, but in the end of the day, it's the same fucking well, I mean, thing. Yeah, some uh, Assad actually said that, uh, you know, he likes Trump the best because... Uh, he's the most, he's not the best president, but he's the most transparent American president. And, um, um, yeah, well said, yeah he doesn't yeah. like hide behind anything, you know? Yeah. He's the mask is off, American. has been said. Yeah. 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 This is the real, this is American empire. It's about a lot of different things for different like factions and characters but it's basically about money you you keep these cold wars alive and even make them hot at times because you can sell aircraft carriers to the navy you can sell missile defense systems to israel and saudi um ad nauseum you know you can develop whole new tanks and new generations of shitty fighters that you know fall out of the sky you know iran was uh part of that whole program it was part of the axis of evil for that reason okay it's one of the places in the world that the empire has spent the most time money and effort um building up into a villain and is perfectly situated to do just that uh yeah i mean you can't understate how angry the sort of you know u.s sort of material or military and national security state was about the 79 revolution in iran yeah something that they absolutely never forgot and um you know (laughs) from their immediate aid to iraq and the iran iraq war in the 1980s all the way through to shooting down an iranian passenger liner and then just going refusing to apologize no (laughs) there was not even an oopsies really uh you know the the thing's always been about you know attacking Iran and making them pay for what they did in 79, right? Now, the thing that's always saved Iran is they can actually defend themselves, which is why, you know, they might have been part of the axis of evil but never got invaded. Uh, Even without nuclear weapons. Yeah. But, hey, you know... uh, Maybe we'll test that theory. You know, there was the the war nerd war nerd thing about how Iran would you know probably inflict a lot of casualties on the U.S. in a war. Maybe we'll get to find out. I guess. Yeah. So well, everything that's old is new again, <laughs> and uh, the war with like Iran the draft. Imminent. I know yeah. the kids, fourteen uh, year olds, yeah. are talking about the draft. Yeah, yeah no, that's a big that meme going around uh, on social media, but it's really ridiculous because, yeah, there's thousands of people in service for America right now, like. That can be deployed, and the draft is kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, I think America that is a good that. point. Politically yeah, it, d- ridiculous for we, anyone to. It is do that. probably whatever happens to reassess after you know ten years of like brutal global war. But like uh, for the time being, even if something really seriously escalates to like direct war with Iran, there's not going to be a draft. We're just going to bomb the living shit out of them from above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not going to affect. And we're just going to level them like like. Worse than we did in Iraq, like because the glove, you know, the sort of the mask is off, and they have been built up as this evil thing. We're just going to level them like we did Vietnam, mm-hmm. and but they know that, so they've they don't want war. They never have, um, and plenty of people in the American establishment don't actually want open war like that with Iran. Well, there yeah. are factions that do. There are these crazy, um, like Team B psychotics, the neocons, the mm-hmm. you know aggrieved CIA people, and. Uh, and maybe like aggrieved like marine generals, um, 
But there's and there's the arms industry that is really, I think, the power here that that directs this. That they're good either way. There's a compromise position, and that's continued Cold War that's escalated. That sells without even going to war. They can still they love it if Iran sank a bunch of aircraft carriers, but they'll be fine. They can. We're so the empire is so greedy and bloodthirsty and stupid. You can still sell them more aircraft carriers and other stuff, even if they don't sink any. So, like, they're going to be fine. So, I think that's a compromised position between, like, a lot of um, interests here. Iran doesn't want war. Plenty of people in America don't. And the arms industry can make money either way, based on escalated conflict. More people dying. More people dying in, in these, like, satellite wars that we have between... Uh, you know, Iranian allies and partners, um, such as in uh, Yemen. Yemen. Um, you know, so it's all it's all bad. But um, you know, uh, I don't know. Either way, this is this is just what American empire is. Yeah. As the trite punk rock lyric goes, "Let's have a war, jack up the Dow Jones." Right? <laughs> that fear <laughs> they wrote that. <laughs> Hell yeah. The thing the is, is, Iran does have some leverage here because the first American bomb that touches Iran, like Israel, Israel will be gone in twenty minutes. Mm. Like. Well, you know, I mean, well, that's 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 troubling. That's it is. It's a mu- it's a very serious thing that would be an incredibly brutal thing. But hopefully, that means it's actually probably not going to happen. So, you well, know, still, I- but get out in the streets, right? Yeah. Well, I think the big thing, too, is mm-hmm. just to watch uh, how it makes, uh, you know, how it affects the behavior of our local psychotics, uh, Ari, yeah. true to mm. form, oh, you God. know, tweeting out every uh, racist meme he found on old man Twitter and old man Facebook. Is and this failed Seattle City Council candidate Ari Hoffman? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. You look, 3,500 votes? Or... Look, we, oh, we, we tried to give the, him the... It was just the whole neighborhood above us, the uh, Graham yeah. Hill neighborhood. That there are a lot of Ari uh, signs in our neighborhood. Yeah, we tried to give him the Seattle sucks bump, and, you know, we, we went out, <laughs> we canvassed, yeah. and, you know, he just wasn't able to get it. Well, if you and, haven't uh, seen it, to he's day, sorry, posted but. two things on Twitter today that were the essential... The joke was Iran preparing for war, uh, magic carpets, get it? Um, yeah. So there was a picture from Aladdin was one, and then there was a... Uh, what's That's the, nuts. Hmm. Yeah, that guy, well, I mean, some sort of that guy's, racial I mean, stereotype. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, sure, Orientalist, racist, um, <laughs> where, but where do you even start? Like, the levels yeah. of that, the, the, the sort of... I mean, he, what a fucking scumbag. But, like, I mean, he's, he's basically, he was, like, he actually said, bring it on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is just a, a, like, a, a true, like, slimy, weak, like, wuss warmonger who will never, you know, well, never see a battlefield. Yeah, it. but he has little kids, and hopefully they will be drafted into the ground <laughs> war with Iran. Uh, they're all going to have bone spurs. But, yeah, I mean, but it is, you know, uh, remembering the 2003, you know, continuation of the war with Iraq, uh, the level of jingoism and stuff that you'll see in this country if there's oh, yeah. a war with Iran is going to be completely... Or if they really try to push for one. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just prepare yourself and prepare to hear, you know, every fucking dipshit on uh, Twitter and in your life. You oh, know, yeah. Twitter's uh, already going pretty mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen those memes? 1979 versus 2019? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's real bad. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's bad shit. It's um, not good. Cool. 
cool. You know, uh, this is heartbreaking, but I was following a lot of chefs, Iranian chefs and food culture on mm. Instagram. And I think they cut Instagram off in Iran, but mm. it's just heartbreaking. Cause you see, these are real people. They're having yeah. a meal. They're not monsters. They're yeah. actually very cool. Well, I'll try and explain that to, uh, like... IDF worshipping psychotic yeah. like Ari Hoffman, yeah. 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 or even like, a liberal. Well, like think, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think of how they think of the unhoused. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, when the you know they had the uh, riot at the American Embassy and ransacked the American Embassy, it was this like amazing reminder on New Year's that holy shit, we have been bombing and destroying Iraq for 28 years. The vast yeah. majority of my life, yeah, you know, I'm almost 40, and the vast majority of my life we've spent destroying this country and yeah. for the most part we've lived in comfort right yeah. we've never had to worry about a bomb on our home we never had to worry about starving to death because of or just uh, some bullshit embargo relentless on us random punishment from the air yeah. uh, totally out of your control from uh, what might as well be a galactic empire yeah you know like, <laughs> yeah, from, we might as well be fucking space aliens yeah. who are yeah. not yeah. accountable to anyone who can just like because what we did to that country in yeah. march of 2003 Mm -hmm. was completely destroy all infrastructure in about 48 hours. And then we've spent the next uh, almost 20 years just just random, you know... Yeah. Well, even Letting, obviously we let the whole country devolve in, into civil war. In ninety one, they but. destroyed all the infrastructure and they bombed the water treatment facilities. Yeah. You know, yep. and then they imposed an embargo where they couldn't bring in medicine and people just died in mass. And I mean, it's one of those things that it's a reality. You know, there was a country, you know, halfway around the world where millions of people died over thirty years, while their killers just sat in comfort and never gave it a second thought. You know, like, and it never even hit their head. And there's these weird moments where the veil gets pierced a little bit, like this, you know, riot at the embassy. And just to see fucking people on Twitter or whatever going on about, like, oh, this is awful. You know, uh, what happened to America? People don't fear us anymore. Oh, right. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, uh, it's fucking awful. Fears, they, they hate us was, and they should. I mean, yeah. what's fucked up? So there's, again, I, I think, you know, the main thing is the money, but there is, you know, factions in America who really hate Iran for specific reasons, you know, go back to 1979, mm. but also the early 80s, blah, blah, blah. But there's actually been a new generation of American military and intelligence psychotics generated by the war in Iraq because who now have their own special grudge against Iran that they will yeah. carry on for the next 40 years because they blame deaths for U.S. personnel fighting in mm -hmm. Iraq on the uh, Shia militias who were, uh, you know, probably act, probably were actually, it's logical to assume they were supported uh, mm. by Iran and specifically by the, by the Quds Force. This was their, what they did, yeah. this, what Soleimani did. There was a, a distinct belief amongst every imperialist that, they, you know, colonies have no right to defend themselves and you know 
there's a crime that is just parallel to defending yourself against the empire, which is helping somebody defend themselves against the empire. And uh, Iran falls right into that. And uh, that's the real reason why the national security state wants them gone. Don't believe any of this shit they'll tell you about, you know, oh, we care about their democracy or whatever. Any of that shit they tell you, just go look at fucking Afghanistan, Iraq, see what kind of democracy the U.S. brought them, you know. Uh, But... Yeah, it's, I don't know. It was just one of those things that uh, on, like, New Year's Eve and then going into New Year's Day was, you know, as somebody who reads nothing but, like, police, you know, like, trade <laughs> magazines. All that, I was, I, I was, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even comment. It was so fucking disgusting. Like, I can't even fucking, I, I don't know. Yeah, I it's it's absolutely vile. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the the brazenness of just imperial murder you know no. and the but you know watching the media get on board no, and they like, love it and just get fucking hard for this and watching the democrats their first instinct almost to a fucking man was get mm-hmm. was like get out there and you talk know, to the stakeholders so, out there yeah, yeah oh my god that's hey. the buddha judge line mm. um I will give Bernie credit. One Democrat did say this shit sucks. uh, We don't want a damn war. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we should probably, I I don't know, we're all going to like light ourselves on fire in this boat if we keep talking about Iran. Yeah, Yeah, it's bad news. You don't want to listen to us talk about it. to be distracted by that. Yeah. 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 yeah, so um <laughs> cool, uh, what's going on so with you guys? Moving, yeah, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, 30 minutes moving later. Moving on to uh, some lighter fare. Uh yeah, so we've got uh Alex uh oh. at Bezos Town. Um one of our like earliest listeners also. Yes. One mm-hmm. of the big early supporters Your of the show. Your audio quality sucked and I stuck <laughs> with you. Yeah. Guys, you days. are a saint. It's, for it's that. great when your parents support you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. So like uh, so I want to but we want to hear uh, tell us Alex like mm. about um just all the wacky shit you've been involved in in this town. Um, like I was saying, like, you know, you're, you know, a an, a longtime Seattle indie media crank. Um, Absolutely. Like, so you've been a part of some stuff. You've published, uh, you know, magazines, newspapers, all kinds of weird stuff. Like, take, mm-hmm. take us through. Like, uh, give people a flavor of what we're talking about here. Uh, let's see. Uh, when The Stranger first came out, uh, I started, I co-started the Washington Free Press, which was a monthly newspaper about leftist politics. And after the first three issues, I was fired by my co-partner. <laughs> <laughs> my illustrious uh, career. And then... So I threatened him, and I said, well, I put all this work into this. and I, I, So I made him sign this thing saying, you have to pay me 50 bucks every time you publish the Washington Free Press. Mm-hmm. And so they did it for a year. <laughs> every month they're sending me 50 bucks, and these are broke-ass hippies mm-hmm. with nothing. And finally I said, all right, fine. I, was, I won. Stop sending me the 50 bucks. <laughs> Living high so, on the hog on yeah. that $50 yeah. a month. Um, when would that have been? The early nineties. It was ninety three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. said you had come out here in nineteen ninety from. Came out in nineteen ninety. Lived around upstate New York, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a different town mm-hmm. as you saw in the film Class of nineteen ninety nine. Seattle's really like a rust belt, shitty town. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no, maybe some yuppie industry. culture starting to develop, but you know, Microsoft. Yeah. No one had heard of Microsoft back yeah, then. Really, yeah. Boeing would have been the big story, right? And yeah, their well, inability to keep people working. <laughs> the Seattle Times. A uh, headline, whenever possible, would be new Boeing order from Saudi Arabia. And yeah. That's the big story, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. What else? So, so uh, well, Washington yeah. Free Press, but there are more, right? You've done a bunch more. of there's some more projects, God, right? What did I do? <laughs> I published a monthly neighborhood newspaper called the Belltown Messenger right. for seven years. And uh, I was doing it in, I made this deal, like printing is expensive. So I made this deal with Pacific Publishing Company, and they publish. The Queen Anne News and stuff, these mm -hmm. weekly shitty papers. And uh, I got them to print it for free because my uncle gave me some good advice. He said, oh, you're making a deal with these people? All The reason, the only reason they want to make a deal with you is so they can rip you off. And I thought, oh, well, two can play that game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so the Belltown Messenger, this is a, a 2002 I started this. You know, instead of doing a .com or something, I thought, let's do a printed, <laughs> printed you know matter. The, you That's know the, the future. Yeah, the odds are going to be yeah. all about the printed word, my friends. <laughs> uh, so it started out like I was doing p literal payola. Like, all right, if you have a restaurant, I'll write about you and you pay us. And it's like an ad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're going to be yeah. the neighborhood booster for the up-and-coming Belltown neighborhood. And, and what's that uh, Which like, got gentrified uh, out of existence right around that time. So that native, native advertising? Native advertising? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the uh, buzzword now for yeah. that. Yeah. And then, awesome. of course, like all my projects, it devolved into a, like, fuck the man kind of thing. <laughs> Hell, I started yeah. Hell yeah. Picking away at real estate developers and <laughs> printing some critical shit and... And that never made any money, much to the consternation of my wife and young son at the time, who helped me deliver the papers sometimes. <laughs> Are you and, saying uh, there's no money in crankery? <laughs> no. Being a bitter ancient Why didn't you crank. tell us from the start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for you, gentlemen. <laughs> um, and then before we let Max talk, because he's young and interesting... I did a series of feature-length videos, oh, yeah. and you can mm -hmm. find those on the Internet Movie Database. Uh, I call that the Galaxico Trilogy. That was the name of my LLC at the time. And so I made three movies, Doomed Planet, Hell yeah. Hellhole High, and Hell Paul yeah. Alien. And I was collaborating what? with a bunch of people, but by the time you get to Paul Alien, where we're kind of making fun of Paul Allen, rest in peace, that's, <laughs> that's when I was really hitting my stride. I mean, this is a project about um, billionaires who are hoarding all the wealth, uh -huh, right? Yeah. And right when that came out, it was funny, the Seattle Post-Intelligencer was a newspaper the front page of their business section had this story about Paul Alien. I guess it was a slow news day. And, of course, no one had seen the film yet, so this was someone writing about it based on my press release. And shortly thereafter, Max was born, and then my career as a provocateur ended. <laughs> I became a bourgeois family man. And it's weird. <clears throat> and now you're back. I think the best 10 years of my life were living in a loft apartment in Belltown, Mm -hmm. No medical insurance, 300 bucks a month in rent, doing art projects. And, uh, but you awesome. know, you get, you fall into the trap. Like people become their bourgeois parents, right? We own mm -hmm. a house, we live in a nice neighborhood. And it reminds me, because I'm a bourgeois college boy, I remember walking through the quad, looking up at the dorms. <laughs> this is in the late 80s. 
You can see a TV screen in every fucking room. Like, this is college. Everyone is just watching HBO, right? <laughs> the other thing about this was, it's like a rich kid's school. The biggest goal for these people was to replicate their parents' bourgeois lifestyle. That yeah. was it. Mm. I thought, well, that's... Maybe I'll just be this goof off in Seattle and rebel against that somehow. And then I got sucked back into the life. Thanks, Max. (laughs) (laughs) At least you had that choice, Alex. (laughs) The only option for our generation is to be like weird cranks. (laughs) There is no, there's no like sociopathic. There's no like flip the bourgeois parents lifestyle switch. Like uh, less opportunity for you kids. Like I worked at a gay underground newspaper and was paid well. It's called The Stranger. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, what happened? Do they even have employees? (laughs) Like the publisher and then the two ad salespeople and. I'm not sure Charles Mugede, who we yeah. love, and then maybe in a, I think IBM's Watson like maybe is writing something. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> anyway, so Max, how do you feel about that? Are you, you're well, stuck. Uh, I think I'll break the pattern because you know you called me you called me Mad Max for a reason, right? Like I'm about to be in the uh, in the apocalyptic wasteland. We named him <laughs> after. Fuck yeah! Oh man, yeah, you're fucked, uh, dude. I mean. <laughs> Well, Max yeah. got on the boat, and his first comment was, "This will be good for the apocalypse." So, yeah, <laughs> that—that's the model that I guess the young the Zoomers are looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair though, because I've lived a full life, and then what? Are you even going to be around in ten years? Yeah, no that? kidding. <laughs> it's not a. It legit is not a good feeling as a parent. No, yeah. I have to say yeah. that for real. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't I mean, feel good. Yeah, like the thing, you know. Yeah, for like oh. a whole couple generations, the the choice was if you were. If you didn't want to buy into bourgeois capitalism, was to check out, you know, be an artist, like just, and now, yeah, you could get away with it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now for someone, and then I think, you know, millennials are kind of in between, yeah, like, um, directionless, but now, yeah, for the, uh, Zoomers, it's like, yeah, just like start building a war vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> start, orga- start buying some AKs and organizing the uh, proletariat. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man. I think uh, if you're a boomer like my parents, then uh, not specifically my parents, cut that out. Um, <laughs> if you're not a whole full on junkie or drop dead drunk, you could get a job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And now for you guys, it's like, well, do you know C plus five or the programming pro call language oh, of Amazon like, G? Yeah, I do actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the one. That's why I'm middle class. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was born a robot. So. <laughs> STEM education, yeah. man. That's what you got. Yeah, yeah. barely. Honestly, like. <laughs> As dumb as that sounds, Brian and I have degrees in some uh, have uh, yeah. uh, in the science humanities degree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> humanities degrees are equally stupid, so uh, it's a little discipline called political science that should be abolished because it's dumb. Um, yeah, but that's what makes the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you speak intelligently about these things. I don't want to bring up Chapo Trap House, but you can tell those are educated dudes. They're not just some, you know. 
Yeah, they're not what, good. What's, you know this, what they're what's yeah. this Chapo <laughs> trap I'll house? I'll send you, you a link. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link. It just started some new mm. obscure thing that no <laughs> one listens to. We wish to. them well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we can give them advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on I'll write them a letter. Day. Maybe they should start a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so. You've got a new podcast. The first few episodes are out for the new year. Yeah. You had little some previews come out with um, the Max, the radical teen bomb thrower. That's how he um, got invited here. Yeah, exactly. He I was heard good him on, on the podcast. He's great. And I, I was not wrong. It was the right idea invited yeah. Max on. Yeah. And, uh, but tell us more about that. I, so I just um, uh, I listened to the most uh, recent one today because uh, that just dropped a couple days ago. Right. Um, Sex or, Offender uh, Island. Yeah, about uh, McNeil. McNeil Island, which we've yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and I loved the, I really liked the one on Dick Balch. Um, you yeah. know, just a wild character from Seattle's past. And you just go down just the weirdest fucking rabbit holes and like the research you did, like, bringing up dusty old publications and interviews and stories on just like the seedy sort of like grosser like history of Seattle that you're not going to see at like the Mohai Innovation Center, <laughs> you know? That, yeah, that's the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, so well, that sounds great. I'll never run out of material. No, exactly. <laughs> and what I'm thinking is like, I, as I was listening to that, I was like, oh my God, this is the antidote, like the anti-serum for um, the Chamber of thing. Commerce. No, oh swamp yeah, thing. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, yeah. That fucking tweed, moss pompous, dipshit mossback <laughs> canoe oh, burger, and his like, uh, yeah, his mossback column of of the you know of like twee like yeah. Seattle history about like what you know. Um, the one thing about that is they have him on TV now. Yeah, yeah. And they do a big close up of his Ooh. face and there's nose hair <laughs> migrating. With, uh, see the yeah, centipedes but, crawling. But if out. you want to know what kind of a bitter crank I am, media prankster crank. When Crosscut first came out, I registered the domain name crosscoot.com, did a <laughs> one-page parody, and a friend of mine, George, actually, Canute was his summer camp counselor, and he had photos of him, of a young Canute, and we oh, put like those up. Short and, shorts and everything? Hell yeah. Like. And uh, that goes back to my newspaper publishing days. I was... You know, I was paying, like, Ronald, my food critic, I'd pay him 50 bucks for a story. Like, in the 1950s, you got paid more for a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he was saying, you know, I'm working for Crosscut, and he showed me this list of all the... He's getting paid 200 bucks a story, 150 and then, su uh, sure enough, uh, Bill Gates donated a half million bucks to Crosscut. So yeah, thank you, you know, Bill. Like, I'm I'm glad there's some local media out there, and they have a couple good writers. But that makes me bitter that I was trying to make publishing as a career, and then but I never thought of asking Bill Gates for a half million dollars. So, <laughs> I guess the nonprofit model is good. I guess. I mean, it seems a little milk toast, like you're saying, just well, crosscut in general. Yeah, it's like <laughs> listen. I mean, they. Uh, they they definitely do some good reporting, and there's mm -hmm. some good people at yeah. Crosscut for sure. Um, there's some people we read and like over there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, the same is true of the Stranger. There's a lot of really good people doing work. The same is true as, at the Seattle Times. But I think the thing, um, it's I mean, 
Newt Berger is easy to make fun of because his columns are dumb. I mean, even his just like twee like history. God, stuff, that last one we read really, was really, really bad. But um, but then he actually also will then talk about like politics and like decry the Stalinism of the city <laughs> council. So like he sucks. But I I think the our my beef with Crosscut is like you're gonna start in the new century. Like in wait, when did they start? Like twenty. Uh, like 12 20, or something? Around there. Ish. The Mayans did predict it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, in, at this, like, late date, like, you're going to start something that is about, like, a local um, newspaper with essentially no perspective, you know? That's just, mm-hmm. like, the the fact that they're non-profit and that they're just doing journalism is the perspective. And I... I, you know, I just, I, why, why go to the trouble? New, I mean, newsroom. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's been done, you know, it's been done. It's dead. Like, you know, uh, we don't need like every, cause they'll, they publish, uh, concert, you know, like arch, like conservatives too. And it's like, well, I mean, why, why you don't have to, you don't, you're not getting, there's no credibility to be gained there except with like other conservatives also known as Seattle liberals. So it's like, whatever, obviously like, you know, I, I am politically biased in that way. It's a phrase I, I would never utter except in sort of ironically in this conversation. Cause I guess that's kind of my point. It's like, what, what is the point yeah. of this publication? Yeah. The faux objectivity of Crosscut seems well, a little antiquated. Well, in we the know modern objectivity media is yeah. meaningless. There's yeah, no yeah. such thing. Like it's you mean you like have the NPR yeah. MO of like, let's give equal time yeah. to the right wing, but actually give them more time. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, it's the, it's the uh, media con that the New York times came up with, which is you can much better protect the status quo by claiming this faux objectivity. That is actually just a defense of the status quo yeah. as opposed to exactly having uh, what used to be what America was, which was, Hundreds of crank papers in yeah. every city. Yeah. And in our current media landscape, that's what it should be, which is hundreds yep. of crank media sources. And, you know, you just. I mean, that you just you described know. podcasting. Yeah, so. which is why podcast is successful yeah. and the print media is dying. Yeah. So, but I mean, um, yeah, Doomed Planet is like the perfect antidote to that. Because wh- whereas, like, you know, we're sort of, um, you know, taking pot shots at, like, you know, just basically. Um, local publications um yeah like you dig up the yeah again to come back to the uh the dick balch story um you know quick sum up dick balch is like a lunatic uh car dealer who had crazy ads on tv but also was like a you know a sexual predator no he's a fake hippie so that he could get the chicks with that yeah that was a thing yeah, and so he grew his hair long, and suddenly, oh, he's hip. Yeah, but according to my hippie Seattle sources, he had his own little scene going right in Rondondo Beach. He's not part of any the politics, obviously, or any of that. Yeah, he's no. in, in it for the cocaine and the chicks. Yeah, um, and it's just a wild story, and yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, you're just not going to get that anywhere else um and imagine I, I just, if like someone was paying me like crosscut they pay their writers imagine <laughs> if i had all day to sit there and work on dick balch right 
That would be so good. Okay, (laughs) judging by the the, um, evidence itself, the hour-long podcast, it seems like you sat there for several days (laughs) digging into dick balls. Actually, I start, like, I don't go in blind with a topic, although Sex Offender Island, I kind of just winged it, but been a dick balch fan for many years <laughs> okay <laughs> yes. i actually called him many years ago oh do you want to do an interview and, and he's not down with it he's like i'm an old man and i've been sober since 1986 and i go to na meetings and yeah you know, all right so but it's not journalism what i do i don't have to pretend well equal time for dick balch what do you have to say no i, I even mentioned that in that podcast well i'm not going to bother to call him and harass him yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, like, uh, yeah. There's. I'm just so looking forward to whatever other like weird uh, stories you've had on your mind for the last twenty years, uh, and uh, and will end up yeah. on Doomed Planet. Uh, yeah. And it's named that because I just I own the domain name DoomedPlanet.com. <laughs> yeah. thought, it's a great name. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is a good name. It's like it the planet good. is doomed. I mean, that's like yeah. a few billion years from now, right? The sun. Mm-hmm. Close, but. but I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah. you know, look at Australia and stuff. I mean, do you think you kind of uh, yeah. scored with that doomed yeah. planet uh, domain? <laughs> yeah. You know what's odd is that and this yeah, is, the Australian uh, government's going to want to buy it from you. <laughs> On January 1st of this new decade, I liberated myself from Facebook. Yeah. I just yeah. feel so good about that. I'm just, uh, I'm thinking with this Iran bullshit started and like, Oh, thank God I don't have to hear my high school <laughs> yeah, friends and my high school babysitter. But you still have your account, right? Because you one of your segments oh, on no. the show is, um, what's it called? Uh, Facebook shout-out. Face- yeah, that's... The it's no. gonna be social media shout out. <laughs> okay, but oh, like Facebook peak where I Facebook look at peak. someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. This is so uh. great. If if you guys haven't heard this, um, <laughs> there's lots of also lots of promised segments that have not occurred yet that sound yeah. really promising that I can't wait for. But um, uh, Facebook peak where <laughs> Alex just finds someone in his uh, Facebook who he just has been friends with for a long time who's um, just a reprehensible person and just scrolls yeah, yeah. through, their, page. through their Facebook page <laughs> and just and mm, uh, the, the one about um, the what's her what, 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 what this was woman who's on a drift oh the mm, drifter, drift. or what? Yes. Oh, the drift, the drift. Mm. Yeah, a rich person who jet sets around the world mm. and like but does no self help in of, different countries. Should I meet the local people and try their cuisine? <laughs> yeah. It's all like in Thailand, the yoga master was a beautiful person. And like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, that's some eat, pray, love shit. Oh no, no, oh, yeah, it man. is oh, yeah, the oh, most yeah. like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it it oh. really sucked. Well, the truth really is, fun. I did. Mm-hmm. I did permanently delete my own account, but I also have several fake accounts that I've had. So if I need to do research, I use a fake account. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but so perfect. that's mostly liberation. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Max, do you have Facebook? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, what, what is hip right now? Uh, I don't know, like, uh, in terms of social media? Yeah, well, first of all, what, what grade are anything. you in, Max? I'm in eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah, okay. I'm 14. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So what's the social media that you are into? Oh, uh, Instagram, mostly. That's just what I use to, uh, you know... Stalin memes. Organize with other leftists. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh... uh uh, yeah, is it, wait, is that why you're homeschooled now? Did you, were you starting a revolution at, mm-hmm. at your junior high? Yes. Like, 
Actually Take tell them the story of the first day of school and the revolution you did actually start. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the hats. They had, okay, so there's this, um, there was this policy, the school policy that prohibited the, uh, prohibited the wearing of hats in classrooms. And it also had a bunch of other, like, racist stuff on it, like, no do-rags, no, like, this mm, and that. Like, anti-gang dress yeah, code, yeah, yeah. sort of <laughs> like quasi-racist thing yeah. dragged up from the 80s. Like, and so, yeah. I did some, re like, this, I, I wear a hat all the time, you know, it's, like, a comfort thing for me. <laughs> so, I, like, really wanted to combat this policy, so oh, yeah. I did some research, and it turns out that, uh, uh, it's illegal to have like a further dress code uh, in a specific school for Seattle Public Schools, and so I organized some kids, and we got together, and we like talked to the principal and the vice principal, who's the one that was enforcing the rule. Right, which contradicted Seattle Public School policy. Yeah, the school yeah. rule. And they probably we responded very it. normally to that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, no, I no, the n vice principal, she usually like lurks around the middle school looking for uh, <laughs> looking for kids to uh, uh, get in trouble, but she would like go into my classrooms and disrupt like important vital learning time <laughs> to tell me to take off my hat. Oh. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like the administrative layer could be thinned out a little. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah. a little too much free time on there. Yeah, if you yeah. ask me. This yeah. Anyway, super exciting uh, about the podcast. It's awesome to have you on. Maybe um, let's just end it with like Max, your thoughts on the we barely touched on a little on the Democratic primary field. So right. like okay. Buddha Judge. What do you got? Okay, well, uh, Buddha Judge has a lot of things in common with Chuck E. Cheese, actually. <laughs> you know, he's not only a corporate Charles puppet. Charles Entertainment <laughs> Cheese, yes. But he, <laughs> but he also has a rat face. So. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Burn. All right. Yeah, corporate then, uh, puppet with a rat face. Burn. All right. Take that, right. you Indiana motherfucker. We've got, what about uh, Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang. Yang well, Gang. Uh, he's, like, pretty much handing... Uh, the working class, a thousand dollars to fuck off, essentially. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, brilliant, son. I love you, son. Um, uh, Amy Klobuchar. This is getting this is getting uh, deep. I actually don't know much about her. That is, is yeah. also the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Warren. 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 Elizabeth Warren is pretty much uh, just Bernie policies, except. Uh, Slightly more liberal and slightly more uh, pro-war, pro-imperialism. Yeah, like I don't. Oh, so then but you like her, right? <laughs> yeah, but do Bernie, you Bernie is Hold good. On. Do you give her extra points for her powwow cooking prowess? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> she, if you want to read, for many decades she claimed to have Indian American heritage. And oh I yeah, know it's a Trump talking point, but it's also. Weird oh, yeah, and horrible. no, she was. Uh, yeah, people yeah. like claim that she was. She's like this LGBTQ icon. She was a conservative during the AIDS crisis. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, she voted for Reagan. Yeah, she's a conservative up to, up to like. But Hillary Clinton told yeah. me that yeah. Nancy Reagan was a fighter oh, in okay. the AIDS crisis. Yes. To yeah, continue it, I guess. But 
really stuck by all her Hollywood pals during that time. Yep. Yeah. What about yeah. Slayer okay. of Corn Pop? So, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, Corn Joe, Pop Biden. Joe Biden. Biden. Do Joe Biden. Yeah. With the curly uh, leg hairs. I don't even know where to start. Do you think I mean, Joe Biden would let you swim in the community pool? Would you touch his leg hairs? Corn Pop is a bad dude. He's a really bad dude, Corn Pop. All right, okay. The king, uh, Himself, the big man, Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie, uh, yeah, I, ge- I generally support him, but uh, once again, I really don't think he's going to make like intrinsic change to the status quo. And I think, yeah, yeah, like social democracy, like, like us leftists want social democrats to uh, cast capitalism into the fire, and they're like, no. Yeah, hey, well well said. Um, But he's all you got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's because it's all we've given ourselves. So, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you to... Alex at Bezos Town and uh, Max no, 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 the no, no, Radical no, no. Doom's Teen. Planet searchable on your podcast platforms or at doomsplanet.com. Yeah. Doom and we will we will link mm-hmm. to yeah, Doom we'll, Planet. We'll as have well. a link up Thank there. You. And as the years go by, doomplanet.com only going to increase. Yeah, more and more prescient. Uh, more and more doom. <laughs> value. So. Less and less planet, more and more doom. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's oh, the new tagline. That's uh, good. <laughs> that is good. Okay. Um, so we've been workshopping new sign-offs for season three. Oh, <laughs> I can only hope they're as edgy as our new intro. So Yeah. Um, well, okay, while you're thinking about that, Max, is there anything you wanted to plug? Anything like We Square uh, should... It, uh, my Instagram, uh, I guess. SoundCloud yeah. rappers. Uh, destroy LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, we'll link to that. We'll link to that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, Alright, well, we do have one patron to thank oh, for oh, the new year. Cool. Devin Silvernail, thank you. Thank you, patron. Thanks, Devin. Thank you. I'm sure you're looking forward to more Weber content. We'll get that to you shortly. (laughs) This is the Weber bump. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's bump is uh, still coming in, guys. Yeah. Um, Uh, Cool. Okay. I actually don't have a sign-off, but um, if you would like to suggest some on Twitter, um, maybe we can work that in. We'll do a permanent feature of the show in season three. Um, So, yeah, thanks, everybody. All right, take care. Are the reason we need to bring back the guillotine. <laughs> oh, your mom is not gonna like that. Hell yeah. Um, man, this kid is fucking cool.